0: Fun fact, listeners. Actually, not so fun fact. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off.
1: Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha Good, really morning, 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 morning. We have a recording session right after drop-off today. Yeah, so cheers with a coffee, Gretchy Poo. Cheers, cheers, clink, 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 clink. Tell them why, because you're bailing you're going to... I'm going to Chicago, so, and literally right after this, my bags are packed and I am... and my mother-in-law just told me last night, I'm going with her, and she's bringing her dog. She's like, oh, we have... <laughs> yeah. Oh, her dog lived. Oh, you should tell I'm the dog the story. Yeah. You should tell the dog no, story. No, okay? I want to live, and so I'm not going to tell the story. Well, when Gretchen was over here, I'll tell the story. <laughs> but then I have lots of stories to tell. But her husband, my, my mother-in-law has this little dog, and... It's like the light of her life. I would say it's probably even more the light of her life than anybody's child. And the dog ended up eating some jalapenos that were thinly
2: sliced jalapenos, like paper thin.
1: And who even, I mean, what dog is going to eat? Jalapenos. So weird. (laughs) So she's a weird dog. She almost murdered Jeremiah Gretchen's husband. (laughs) She blamed him for leaving the house. He said
2: he would pay the vet bill. He was real sorry he left a plate out by the pool. Oh, I mean it's fine. Listen.
1: Listen, that dog now he
2: knows what I went through when I met Connie for the first time. I know. Connie, we love you. (laughs) But come on, you're a little feisty.
1: The dog the dog also ate pot once and they had to go (laughs) to the hospital. Oh so the dog has like no taste buds or something. I don't think so. It's tiny. It weighs maybe five pounds. It's a little mini Pomeranian yeah. <laughs> has alopecia. I mean, it's got all these problems, but it is very cute. And her name is Sugar Plum. But anyways, we'll start off with a <laughs> funny little story. Maybe I'll post a video of Connie. She's like, She's a funny Yeah, lady.
2: so the first time I met Connie, this is pretty funny. So Tabitha had just gotten engaged to Sean, and we were throwing, I was throwing the bridal shower at Connie's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And she has a beautiful home, right?
1: Yes, She's with white carpet.
2: Yes. She has one of those rooms that is like all white. She's mm-hmm. one of those people. Okay.
1: <laughs> and so
2: I had to bring at the time I was living on a boat. Yeah. And I had to bring my puppy. With me. I had a brand new puppy because I couldn't leave her alone and had a great chat about setting up the bridal shower, but somehow that dang puppy snuck away from me. Took a big yes. old dump <laughs> in the white room, uh, pooped on the white carpet. Pooped on the white carpet, like a big, runny, messy, oh God, gnarliness. And so then, and so then I saw all of Connie's colors. That day, and then I
1: felt so bad, I had to call Tabby and say, oh, Tab. Were you crying? I just met your mother-in-law. <laughs> Something happened. Oh, that's I'm so, so sorry,
2: but she forgave me, and we're, well, great, because it's a dog. we're great friends now. I said I'd pay
1: for the dry cleaning or the <laughs> carpet cleaning or whatever. She owns a dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny! Funny. I have a couple funny stories, Gretch, for this week. So, okay. one of them was my kids. They go to this school that every so often, like once a month or once every other week, they have a assembly, and they have to wear this assembly dress. Right? It's like a fancier dress, and I thought it's winter dress and spring dress. Well, I guess there's a fall dress also. Which is the same as spring. Oh, you don't know about the fall dress? I didn't. And so I thought fall and winter, they kind of go together. Spring and fall don't really go together in my book of wardrobe. Okay. So I put my kids in the winter gear. Mind you, winter gear is wool pants and a wool jacket.
2: Yeah. And it's like so hot. It's like the (laughs) hottest week of the summer right now.
1: I know. And so I'm... I was thinking to myself after I take them to school, like, God, I just can't imagine that they need to be in this wardrobe today. Right. So I pull up the email and I'm like, oh, shit, it's actually the little like, you know, lighter stuff. Plus my son's in kindergarten. And so he's doing the like major thing that the assembly was for that day. So I run back home. I get their clothes. I run back to the school, I walk into the kindergarten class with like unannounced and I'm like, hi, I I have his like a correct clothes. She's like, oh, great. Cause you know, it's a little hot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I start changing him in the bathroom. He's like, mom, it's like, I thought these pants were weird because I can't even sit crisscross applesauce. And so I pull like down his pants to change them. And I forgot to put like, take off his pajama pants. So I, what is wrong with you? (laughs) He's wearing his pajama pants, plus the wool pants, plus underwear. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so they're just those like thin, like Spider-Man pants, but oh my God. I was like, holy cow. Okay. I need to get it together. Lady.
2: My kids like to free ball it all the time. I always have to like get on them. They will try to put on their clothes without underwear.
1: I know. I think it's just more comfortable for them to do One that. One time, but.
2: actually, we were at Jeremiah's grandparents' 60th anniversary yeah. party. <laughs> and I put the girls in dresses. Yes. And this particular part of his family is pretty conservative. Uh-huh. Anywho, somehow we got the underwear and all the kids got oh, on stage. No. And saw London and France and some more.
1: Oh my goodness. Were they like, you're the worst mom ever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a not gonna I'm not gonna forget those to take off the pants anymore. Yeah, try not to. And now I'm fully aware of what uniform they need to be in at every, you know, specific occasion. But I also wanted to tell you about this other funny story because you were here the other day for Labor Day Mm -hmm. and my older daughter, she's nine and she was setting up a carnival. Do you remember this up in her bedroom? I don't know if you knew, but no. Okay. So she had two friends over and they were doing a carnival and my boys were playing with them, which is kind of odd because she's usually like, get the boys out of my room, you know? Right. Right. And, but I'm like, okay, whatever. They're having a great time. We're having a great time. I mean, three bottles of wine later between the three of us, <laughs> us girls. We maybe drank I a mean, little too
2: much. Maybe day. we
1: did. Yeah. Our friend Amber texted us next day. She's like, I think maybe we drank a lot of wine last night. I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe all those bottles and then trash for hours. Anyhow. So she texts me. The next night, and she's like, hey, G found, or G came in with $70 and said Colton and Kaden gave it to the girls for um their carnival tickets. What? And I was like, what? She was like, yeah. So I go downstairs. I'm like, Kyla. Something happened here. Were you taking the boys money? So the boys have a safe in their room with their tooth fairy money and their birthday money. Yeah. And they used all of that money paid the older girls so that they could win their stuffed animals. Like Kyla gave them her own stuffed animals from these carnival games that she was. Oh making. my gosh. And they got like over a hundred bucks from the boys. Oh my gosh. And she gave 70 of it to G. Yes. And another so much to our neighbor down the street. I had to text her mom, too, and was like, hey, um, I think that. I need that money back. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? I was like, these little girls are like swindling. These swindling boys. these boys. Except for that. I mean, Kylie didn't keep all the money. Oh, she, she gave had, it away. Oh, well, no, she didn't keep all of it, but she kept some of it. Oh, They well. split it. Oh, yeah. All right. So I was like, okay, Kyla, did you know that was wrong in your heart? What'd she say? Oh, yeah. She, as soon as I told her that I knew, she ran to the bathroom and she's like, I think I'm going to throw up. Oh. And then I went into the bathroom and she's like, mom, I just, I have a lump in my throat and I just can't. And I'm like, you know what that is called? When you do the wrong thing, you feel bad in your heart. And you will feel bad in your heart forever. And I'm like Kyla, you knew that was wrong when you were doing it. She's like, I know.
0: I was oh, okay. like, then
1: you can't do those things. Yeah, okay. or you. I think she would have thought about it for the rest of her life. I Jeremiah lying. always gets
2: so mad at me because when I like call out the kids for them lying, I'm always like, you know, okay, if that's what you say, but you know, if you're lying, your heart turns black. <laughs> He's always like hitting me, like you know. I like think shoulder it's okay hitting me like. Come on. Isn't that a little extreme? I'm like, I don't want them to be liars. I think it's okay. Listen, I'm not trying to raise a little Belle Gibson around here. (laughs) Okay.
1: Lying is like my pet peeve. So really, I'm like, you guys cannot. I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap if you do. Right? Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. So. Bananas.
2: Hey, we got some shout outs. Yeah. Do it. Okay. One from. Tifrico, Tifrico, Tifrico. Maybe her name is really Tiffany, and that's like her like online name. For Anyways, sure thanks it is. for the five stars. Love it, love it. Another one from Rex Davis. What up, Rex? He's hooked. We're hooked on you, Rex Davis. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Another five star from Crime Lady.
1: Ooh, good name. Yeah. Like it. Like it. And shake a leg. Oh, I really like that name. Yeah. <laughs> shake, like, a shake a leg. Shake a bake. I was like, how did you get that? I feel like every one of those Apple things are taken, those names. They are? Yeah. It's like you have to be like crime lady, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty. And there's one last one from yeah. Lisanne Cali
2: 5.
1: Ooh, Lassane! Do you live in Cali? She must. Lassane, 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 Lassane. Awesome! Thanks, guys. That's really makes our hearts full. Does it? Does, and I also wanted to tell you we got some products sent over to us from Helio Skincare, and we've been using it, and it is amazing. Yes, we use the moisturizer. And you know what I love is this oil. I mix it with the moisturizer. It's pretty insane. And the face wash is like so smooth and silky loving it. So anyways, they gave our listeners 25% off. If you go to helioskincare.com it's H E I L O skincare.com and if you type in crime 25, you get 25% off. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
2: I got to say, guys, this stuff is pretty legit. And I come from a fresh face of using no products. I don't know if I've shared that on the podcast before, but I'm pretty much like... Um,
1: An open canvas. I, I canvas. <laughs>
2: buy my skincare at Trader Joe's and put all my money into Botox. <laughs> <laughs> so when you actually use stuff that is legit notice a big
1: difference. Yeah. yeah I love it. No, I have been noticing your skin looks real good lately. Yeah.
2: And I've been noticing your skin looks very good lately.
1: Thanks. I finally got the Botox this week though. I noticed <laughs> she I got it in her lips. It. You guys what I said she got, I said that you got it in your lips. I got it above my lips. One, just little, a little bit, one little dot, one little dot on each, just to lift the lip a little, because you know, when you get older, your top lips fold down instead of up y'all. Yeah.
2: You can't be having the wrinkly lips or those angry lines in between your eyebrows.
1: No, no, I know the wrinkly lips. Cause I use a straw with everything. And now that I have Invisalign, you guys, I got Invisalign. I need the straw to drink out of so that my Invisalign trays don't turn, you know, like coffee color. Oh my God.
2: You're so high maintenance. It's boring.
1: <laughs> I'm really not. I out of all my <laughs> friends. I am. I am the least high maintenance. I promise of you your that friends. Yeah. whole <laughs> cool parties on a Tuesday moms. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Down in the barrel there, okay?
2: Yep, that's why you're hanging out with me (laughs) in the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a story. Okay, let's get to it, dude. Okay, Tabby, today I'm going to tell you about a case that I know you already know about, but I don't think you know the whole story. Okay, Okay. it's the case of Blaze Bernstein, a college student who went missing while home from Christmas break last year.
1: Yeah, in Orange County. Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. I remember this and it was really sad. Yeah. Him and his family
2: lived uh, not far from me in Lake Forest Foothill Ranch area of Orange County.
1: I think you have Where a friend that lives there. Jenny and Casey live. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Uh, and it's a really small little community there. Mm-hmm.
2: Blaze is the oldest. I know you're not taking a picture of me right now. You are not taking a picture
1: of me I right am now. because my dog is sitting next to you and it's so cute. I'm taking it from far away, so you can't really see. You can, you can smile if you want. I'm not smiling because I'm not <laughs> happy about this picture. Okay. <laughs> She's real pissed, but I'm going to post it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Blaze is the oldest of three. He was raised in a close-knit Jewish family. His adorable grandmother was
1: actually a Holocaust survivor. Wow. Amazing. Yeah.
2: When you see pictures of Blaze, you can just imagine that he was actually, as his friends and family described, funny, smart, thoughtful, sarcastic, and creative. He just had that look of someone bright and kind. Blaze attended the prestigious School of the Arts for high school, OSHA. He was the kind of kid that had many friends. One of his best friends was a girl named Raya, who gave an interview on Forty Eight Hours, and she recalls walking on the beach with Blaze and him coming out to her. She coming said, out as gay, yeah, coming out as gay. Mm-hmm. She said that of course she was cool with it, and according to his parents, they had told Blaze that they embraced whatever his sexual orientation was, and that they just wanted him to be happy. According to some of his other friends, they all knew that Blaze was gay, but he generally didn't advertise it. He didn't want it to be, like, something he was stereotyped by, and he just felt that it was part of him and it didn't define him. Blaze was lucky enough to have so many people around him
1: that were supportive. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. He yeah. sounds like he really understood it at a young age. Yeah. Very yeah. mature.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So he went to school for a few years with a student named Sam Woodward. Sam did acting at the high school of the arts. It is not clear exactly when while attending the school Blaze and Sam met, but it is clear that Sam didn't have the relationships with friends that Blaze did. There is also a possibility that Sam was also struggling to come to terms with his own sexuality. In his sophomore year at the high school, He texted a student that is referred to as Jared in an article on Mother Jones. In the article, the reporter interviewed Jared, who was openly gay and actually head of the Gay-Straight Alliance group at the high school. Mm -hmm. According to Jared, Sam texted him questions like how he came out. The conversation the two had through text eventually moved on to Sam propositioning Jared that the two hook up and... Jared rejected him, and the two stopped talking. Oh. Yeah, so Jared did share the text messages with his friends, including Blaze. And rumors that Sam was gay spread throughout the school. Now, let me tell you the reason why at a school of the arts where it seems like it's the kind of environment where kids are super cool with being LGBTQ, whatever you fancy, that Sam's sexual inquiries became kind of hot gossip was that being gay did not fit into the persona that came across from him. Sam was known as a loner. He actually had a reputation for being racist and homophobic. This is probably because Sam had an affection for some stuff that made him stand out from his other fellow students at the time. Like he liked drawing the Confederate flag. uh huh, And he wrote the N-word all over a play script that was oh. about a black family. When he did a monologue for acting class, he did one from Brad Pitt's character... In the Nazi movie, *Inglorious Bastards. Have you seen that? We all know you love Brad Pitt.
1: Of course I've seen it. You have? I've never seen it. Okay. You have to see it because really? this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is by the same Quentin Tarantino and it's the same sort of thing. It's a crime or, you know, like Hitler and this one knows Charles Manson, right? And he changes the endings of something that happens true in history. And so it's incredible. Like these movies really are, they're very artistic. So you I should. just feel
2: like my mind is too like much like pot to like follow. No, you could follow it. Tab called me yesterday
1: at home and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> she didn't want to tell me because she's watching online <laughs> My big fat American gypsy wedding. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is that? I've never heard trash. of trash. Yeah. Total like, trash. trash. <laughs> yeah. You will like both of the, please watch them both. One, you can just rent today on Apple TV. Okay. So just do that. Okay. okay I guess. Also, I just thought of uh, really quick, let's just backtrack a second is this guy was, Blaze seemed to be portraying things that were opposite of what he thinks that gay men are like. And did you just hear about in the news that that guy that was did like conforming gay people? Oh, no.
2: Conversion
1: therapy. Conversion therapy. therapy Yes. Actually came out as gay. Well, of course he was. I know. So that's why I'm saying. Like you try to do opposite of what. Yes, I do. I okay. have a theory about this. Okay. You're probably going to go get on with that theory. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it a little more in a sec.
2: Okay. Yeah. But okay. So you get the vibe that this is like the last kid. These other high school students are going to pick as being gay. Got
1: it. Okay.
2: Okay. So I don't know if the rumors about. Sam ever got back to him about being gay, but he transferred to another high school the next year.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. After Mm. high school graduation, Blaze went off to the Ivy League College, UPenn, where he excelled and even had some of his work published in the Penn Review. As for Sam, after he left OSHA, he dove further and further down a rabbit hole of online fascist and racist forms.
1: Mm.
2: His online name was Sam the Saboteur. His internet sleuthing would eventually lead him to a group called Atowaffen, which means atomic bomb in German. This is a, and can I just say one thing about the Germans that live next door to me? Yes. Okay. They both drive Mercedes-Benz, right? Yes. Which I didn't realize were German because yeah. I'm, you know, me, <laughs> right? But you, you know what she but did I But do you realize- not think this is weird? My husband thinks I'm crazy. I'm like, I think that's weird. They both drive Mercedes-Benz SUVs like the same one. Yeah, that is weird. I think it's so super weird.
1: But you did realize that they had a VW in their garage, like a camper van. And you did know that was German. Yeah.
2: Which the fan is really cool. I mean, it's like the only cool thing about these people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> back to Waffman. Okay. This, so this is a military Nazi group of approximately 100 white supremacist males that call each other brothers and get together and play with guns. And they wear skeleton buffs over their faces. Do you know what a buff is? No. Well, I do. It is like this thing that leaves your, so your eyes are, it's like a handkerchief that goes over your face below your eyes. Okay. I know and eyes wear is. it when they go hunting and stuff. Yeah. You see okay. it on the Duck Dynasty, right. et cetera. Okay. They idolize this book called The Siege and they're super anti-Semitic. Surprise, surprise. So sadly, it seemed like this is the group where Sam found validation and acceptance from other young people. And he now had a group he could call friends. Mm. Yeah. So in researching Sam, I wanted to see what kind of family did he come from? Was he being raised by animals? Was he abused? How does this happen? Because it stuck with me because at some point, Sam had to audition to get into that prestigious high school. Yeah. So he must have been talented. How did a kid who grew up in one of my favorite places, Newport Beach, become so ideologically twisted and hateful? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he was abused, but it doesn't appear so. His parents are still married. They live a quiet life as devout Catholics that go to mass every day. No way. Yeah. I have read multiple statements from former classmates that knew Sam that said they had always imagined that if someone was going to shoot up the school, it would have been him. And so what
1: was going on? There's got to be something.
2: I don't, I, it, it's the big question mark of this case. I don't, I don't know what was going on with him. And I just think that it's one of those things that we have to identify these kind of kids like Sam while they're still kids. And we have to do something not to isolate them and to channel their energy into something positive because otherwise they start channeling it towards hate. And hate is bullshit. And the way Sam is characterized by all these classmates is the way that every other sick sociopath that go on to commit like gross acts of violence are characterized. So I think we have to catch it young. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's my little PSA. Okay. So at some point in 2017, Sam and blazes paths would cross again. Blaze came across Sam's profile on Tinder. Sam's profile read hunting is pretty fun. Politics are cool and Game of Thrones is all right, I guess. Okay. So Blaze and Sam super liked each other on the app. Okay. And as it was happening, Blaze sent his friend Alex a screenshot of Sam's profile. His conversation with Alex went like this. OMG. We all knew it. Jared was telling the truth for once. Holy shit. Okay. Do you remember who Jared is gay straight Alliance kid? Yes. Okay. According to the mother Jones article, blaze continued to send Alex screenshots in which Sam and blaze or Sam told blaze, I've got jungle fever and fucked like five black chicks since I got on here a month ago in terms of men, I'm looking for an outdoorsy person to be a spotter and assist me in deer hunting End quote. The two kept messaging and Blaze told Alex, oh, shit, he's about to hit on me. He made me promise not to tell anyone, but I have texted everyone. Uh Uh-oh. Alex replied, ha, 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 ha. Fuck Sam Woodward. Oh. Blaze said, I'll have to coax it out of him. I had to stroke his ego to get him to tell me he thinks I'm hot. Please hold. According to the text exchange, Sam wrote back, you're not too shabby looking yourself, Blaze. I don't know how the conversation dropped off or if they kept regularly conversating, but we do know that on January 2nd, 2018, the two young men communicated via Snapchat. Blaze was home from college at the time, and Sam was back living with his parents in Newport Beach after spending a few months in Texas and Colorado with his Adawafen friends doing some a waff of, of shit, like preparing for the impending race war they think is always about to happen <laughs> or something else really productive, I imagine. So anyways, we know about the Snapchat because following the following day, when Blaze's parents realized after he missed his dental appointment that he had never come home the night before, They tried getting into Blaze's social media accounts, looking for clues, and successfully got into his Snapchat account where they could see that he had given his home address to Sam. According to Blaze's friend, Lily, she received a text from Blaze that night at around 11.30 p.m. that said, you won't believe what's happening right now. But it didn't elaborate. So Blaze is missing. And the only clue that we have is that he communicated with Sam that night. Sam Woodward was not a name his parents say they had ever heard before. Sam was cooperatively interviewed by authorities, and he told them that he had picked up Blaze and they went to Borrego Park and that at some point he had lost him. While he said Blaze wandered off in the park to look for another friend to surprise Sam with. So it's a really big park.
1: Yeah, I've never been there.
2: It's really big. And there's like, I don't know, like sports fields and like stuff. So, I mean, I guess maybe I don't know if they ever believed him at the time, but. You know. That's what he said, right? Okay, so this is the point when I first learned about Blaze being missing. It was widely covered by the media. Being that I live in Orange County, it was all over like the mom's groups on my Facebook page. The search for Blaze was massive and focused on Borrego Park. And on January 4th, while investigating, an officer actually spotted Sam Woodward there
1: in At Borrego the park. park.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is when Sam told the officer that the night Blaze went missing, Blaze had tried to kiss him. He said that he got mad because he thought that homosexuality was disgusting and that Blaze had apologized. So the search continued for Blaze for Mm -hmm. seven days. And then, after a colossal downpour of rain, Blaze's body was found in the park by where the officer had seen Sam five days prior. Blaze had been stabbed 19 times.
1: Mm.
2: So sad. So sad. So Blaze's funeral was a full house at the synagogue and friends and neighbors tied ribbons on trees and poles everywhere. Sam was arrested on January 12th for Blaze's murder. Police found Blaze's blood in Sam's car and when they searched his house, they found the murder weapon that still had Blaze's blood on it. No way. Yeah. After Sam was arrested, his Adam Waffen friends, celebrated the fact that Sam had killed two birds with one stone since Blaze was both gay and Jewish. They had t-shirts made with Sam's mugshot on them. There are also conversations on the secret Adam Waffen form that were obtained by a journalist that have Sam discussing how he liked to play a game or he liked to rope gay men into flirting with him on dating apps and then shut them down using derogatory terms and laugh at them for fun. So, I mean, I don't know if Sam's real feeling was he was gay or not, but it reminds me of, like you're saying, this guy with the conversion therapy thing. I feel like the more anti-gay you are, the more you are gay. Like Ted Haggard, do you know who that is? No. He is this like evangelist. Mm Mm-hmm. That was, you know, very anti and and gay. And he's like, very gay. Yeah, he used to be like, very gay. I mean, I don't get it. I think people can't come to terms with it sometimes inside themselves. Inside themselves. Yeah. And so they channel it and become hate. Yeah. So, I mean,. <sighs> I don't know what to think. I mean, on one hand, it's like, was Sam just making this up or was he making up what he was saying to his friends?
1: I think he was making up what he was saying to his friends to feel validated in some way. Yeah. And deep inside, he really wanted to be the other way, but just couldn't. I mean, you you do understand he was living with, you said, very devout Catholic parents, which may or may not have been accepting. Yeah. I mean, we don't know, but you yeah, can I mean, only imagine. I mean, why do so many priests become priests because they're gay and they can't come to terms with being gay, so they just will be like I'm going to be celibate until, you know, they can't become can't be celibate and then they you know, go after little boys.
2: Yeah. I hate it. So, at Sam's arraignment, His parents attended with their lawyer and priest. They didn't give any statement except to please respect their privacy. Blaze's parents did not attend. Sam was not given bail and he pleaded not guilty. Sam has since appeared in court additionally for a second arraignment and preliminary hearing. He has maintained his not guilty plea as well as denied the enhanced allegations that make the murder a hate crime. Sam has switched attorneys this year. It is unclear why, but before he did, his first attorney claimed that Sam might have Asperger's and that he had severe mental disorders, as well as that it was not a hate crime because he said that Sam had been conflicted about his sexuality
1: for years. So I well, don't know. that's true. Yeah. But... On the other hand, he is corresponding with these people of hate. And well,
2: Blaze, hate was, regardless of whether Sam is or isn't gay, he targeted yeah. Blaze because he was. Yeah. So I, it's still a hate crime. I think so, too. Yeah. And, hi, stabbing someone 19 times, that's... Obsessive. Yeah, that's that's a lot. It's yeah. overkill. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So as it stands, he has another pretrial hearing that will start January 25th, 2020. Sam
1: faces 26 years to life. Okay. So he hasn't even been sentenced or. No, it takes like two years to like get a trial together. I know, but I
2: feel he like. He should this just plead guilty and just go away. But he's pleading not guilty, so he's just dragging this whole thing out. Come on. I do really, Blaze's parents have said that they will not attend. Unless it would, they said, I saw their statement was like, they said that they would only attend if it meant that they were needed to bring justice to Blaze, but otherwise there was no.
1: Well, I hope they go at the end and give a a victim impact statement. Well, I just 26 years to life. No, 26 years. Life. Life. 100% life. Yeah. And he'll find out if he's gay or not in jail. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well,
2: on the upside, Blaze's parents started the Blaze It Forward movement, they have a Facebook page with almost 26,000 members. Good. And the focus is celebrating acts of kindness. They have raised thousands and thousands of dollars that they have used to award scholarships to Blazes' beloved high school of the arts, in addition to giving donations to charity that protect children from violence and foster emotional health. They also marched at the forefront of this year's Gay Pride Parade in Orange County so, seeing how his parents have channeled their grief into so much good in the world in the short time since Blaze's senseless murders, you can see how Blaze turned out to be the young man that was described as an exceptional mind with the heart of a poet. Um, there is a rock garden dedicated to Blaze in Borrego Park, and it's filled with rocks that people paint and leave in
1: memorial to him. And I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You should do it today on your way home. I know. Actually, I have a painted rock that Colton painted at school. You do? Yeah. I should give it to you. You could take it. It has like um some stars on it.
2: Stars and, and moons. Glitter.
1: Match a heat, like copy my, your bikini. Like my painting too. <laughs> I ordered a new bathing suit. You did. Colorado. I'll bet you did. Where did you order it from? Tell your
2: the favorite, truth.
1: Your favorite, actually. I ordered it from Beach Bunny, the place that I also have the um, oh, Lacey. Oh, hooker, bathing underwear, <laughs> bathing suit. Uh-huh. Beach Bunny has a sale right now. And so the only problem is, is on their sale bathing suits, it's final sale. And so I've ordered two. And one I cannot wear at all. And so I just like lost out on that money. Yeah. Bummer. Um, But the other one I can wear. Um, But yeah. All right. So blaze it forward. I love that. Blaze it forward. And I'm so sad for that family because that's a loss of life that really had potential. Oh, yeah. Um, you almost like, what the fuck, man? Like, why can't these drug addict losers, child molesters all be the ones like get murdered?
2: It's you know? this case was a little complicated because in truth, I mean, there was a lot of news outlets covered this story because it is like such a, I mean, he's just such a exemplary young man and just a fine family and the grandma with the Holocaust thing, you know? Right. But they all left out the part about him talking to Sam on Tinder and stuff like that. Right. Except for this one article, which is why I kept quoting it from mother Jones, because I
1: just want to, that's what we do is look at the whole truth. Let me ask you something. Do you think that, Uh, Sam could have found out that he wrote those words about him and then just kind of retaliated.
2: Yeah, I think that Sam was retaliating against blaze, but I don't, and I don't think that blaze kind of pulling Sam's puppet strings and telling his friends, you know, about it was cool but I do not think even one drop of it was Blaze's fault that he was murdered. Oh, 100% not. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I like, think that that is where media outlets, you know, they don't want to cross the line and say, like, oh, are you shaming him for, yeah. you know, like, whatever. But I would just say, like, it doesn't matter what Blaze did. He was, you know, it
1: doesn't. And he's a kid still. He's you a know. kid. He's a total kid. Yeah. I mean. um you know, I I went to a bat mitzvah last oh, yeah. weekend. Um, my second one that I've ever been to. Did I talk about that last time? No, you didn't. No. And it was, I mean, holy moly. Um, it was amazing. It was like a wedding. Oh, yeah. Like, it's truly. expensive
2: to be a Jew.
1: Oh, I was thinking, okay.
2: these And lo- because you got to go to all these bat mitzvahs and you got to give a lot of money.
1: If anybody doesn't know, which I didn't, it has to be an 18s. Okay. Okay. So 180, whatever. Remember, we were told this after the fact. So Yes. Um, it's good luck if, if whatever you give is in the domination of an 18. Yeah. Um, so next time I will make sure. Oh, you didn't do that this time? No, I didn't know. Oh, you're off the list. I totally am <laughs> off the list but I'm, you will get no Hanukkah card from them this year. Oh my gosh. Maybe not. These people have three, I guess you have a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah. So it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy, but at least if you have a boy, you only have a bar mitzvah and then you don't have to pay for the wedding. These people have three girls and then three weddings after that for oh their, my gosh. and this was over the top, like way better than my wedding. Oh, and this is a funny thing. So they had, um, a silent disco for, you know, a very small portion of the event after dinner, they were like, okay, everybody go into the ballroom and we're going to have a silent disco adults grab these headphones, kids grab these headphones. So we're rocking out, you know, and the DJ is playing the music you hear onto your headphones and it's like Tom Petty. And then Bruce Springsteen comes on and I'm thinking, are these 13-year-olds really rocking out to Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. And I took off my headphones for a second and I heard what they were singing. They're like, <laughs> they're singing like Flowrider and No I'm like, way. Oh my God. So they have all the adult headphones on a, you know, Rolling Stones, and the kids are are listening to their music, which is pretty incredible that they could do that. But um, that was a fun. Ben Bar Mitzvah that I went to. You just, you rage all the time. I don't. Well, I'm going to a wedding tomorrow in Chicago. Oh, yeah. You still know people that are getting married. It's Sean's cousin. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, And then I'm going to Cabo to rage for Jay's birthday, 40th. That's going to be a rager, I'm sure. Oh, that is going to be. A lot of fun. hundred percent. All right. Yeah. So that's it, y'all. If you like us, you know what to do. Yeah. You know what to do. (laughs) Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media sites that we do. Like Twitter. Not very good at it. But we'll get better. Whatever. We have Facebook and a Facebook group. And if you tag us on Instagram, we'll send you a sticker, I promise. Yeah. And that's all. All right. Okay. Good one, Crutchy. Thanks for telling us about Blaze. And we'll get forward. an update. We'll get an update on Sam once the trials. Yeah, we dead. will. All right. Clink, clink, y'all. Clink, clink.